Welcome to the Sensitive Souls Podcast, a communal space where the neurodivergent, the sensitive spirit, and the creative can come together and feel safe, seen, and heard. Whether you are spiritual, into personal development, or just need a friend to talk to, you're in the right space. Grab a cup of tea, a cozy blanket, and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sensitive Souls podcast. I'm your host, Jess Palmer, a she-they human fairynoid, just trying to figure out life. I feel like I say that every time because that's all we can do, right? Something that I continue to return to is this idea of the fact that I truly have no control over anything as much as I would like to know the ins and outs of how everything's playing out in life that just will never happen what I do have control over is how I interact with the experience what emotions I give to the experience what thoughts I give to the experience right I just had therapy this morning with my my dude. I've been seeing him every week pretty much for the last year. Um, you know, he's been on this autism journey with me. And I guess what is on my heart today and what I want to speak to is something that I shared with him. So there's a lot of moving pieces going on, especially in a certain area of my life, which I won't get into too much detail here. And... You know, there are other people involved in this situation who are being impacted by the shifts and changes, the uncertainty of what's unfolding. And I always feel that I play this role, and I'm sure many of you listening can relate to this, where it's like, I'm a very empathetic and compassionate person. And when I see someone in distress or when I can tell someone is processing something or is dealing with heavy emotions, right away I just want to insert myself to help because I, I, I want that person to feel loved and safe and supported because I know that there's a lot of us out there who haven't really had that type of support. So for me, I may not feel motherly in the sense that I want to have, you know, real human children. But I feel nurturing and motherly towards like the misfits, the people like me who have struggled to be seen and heard and loved. And I will sacrifice my well-being for the happiness and comfort of others. And this applies to this situation entirely. And I think I know when I'm acting this way and I'm putting other people's needs and stuff before my own and I'm always listening to what they're going through, what they've been through, it's very rare that I feel that I'm truly listened to, that people want to hear my story. Obviously, I have this podcast and I have amazing friends and loved ones and um, followers of the podcast who continue to support me. And it, it means so much to me truly to know that you're listening to this right now and holding space for me, my experience and what I feel comfortable sharing with you all. But I guess too, ever since I was younger, 
I always experienced this feeling of feeling apart from the rest, feeling different, feeling outcasted, feeling more sensitive. And now knowing that I'm autistic, it makes a lot of sense. And anyone who's neurodivergent, autistic or not, it is a very common collective feeling for us to feel as though we're not a part of society, right? Because we're not neurotypical. And I guess what this is reflecting on now is like I'm offering all this love and space and reassurance and advice and help to other people, whereas I don't always necessarily feel that that's reciprocated back to me. And I was talking to my therapist about this today, and he brought up the idea of hyper-empathy. And, you know, growing up in a household where I lived with folks who didn't know how to emotionally regulate, I never knew what mood I was going to be encountering when it came to the people I lived with in that home. And, you know, knowing what I know now, when you put, when you have a family of like neurodivergent people in a small house, it's going to be like that, right? But because in childhood, I had to always be, I guess, on alert to ensure I could be adaptable to whatever mood or energy was present. It's now created that in in my adult life. And I didn't really think about that until he shared that with me. And hyper empathy can be a detriment to your well-being. Because again, like I said earlier, I'm more than happy to sacrifice my own well-being for the happiness and comfort of others when that shouldn't be the case, you know? Like, it's so important to be of service, to love and help and support others, but it's even more important to show yourself love and compassion and support, you know, and not to fully empty out your cup to the point where all you're left with is resentment and disappointment. You know, and he made a good point too that with hyper-empathy... When we make it a point to be compassionate and loving and affectionate and warm and inviting to such an extent, it's like even subconsciously we may have the expectation that that's what we expect from other people or to those that we show this level of love and care and empathy towards. And I thought about it and it it made me reflect on a lot of my relationships, friendships, romantic partners, family relationships. And it's incredible to me how when you get older, you can kind of look back on your life and connect dots and be like, oh, that's why I felt that way. And it makes a lot of sense. Like there are friendships and relationships I can reflect on where I ended them or walked away from them or was left feeling from them that wow, I really gave it my all. I really gave them so much love and support and warmth and care and healing. But it just felt like they were draining me dry or they weren't giving me what I was doing in return. When my therapist was saying, like, obviously, don't pour from an empty cup. Choose to pour because you want to, not because you're hoping that in emptying your cup, you're going to receive the same from someone else. And that can be applied to like work too, right? Like if you're someone maybe like me or someone else who gives so much to your workplace, your bosses, whatever, and then in some regard, maybe subconsciously, you're hoping they're going to treat you more like a human being and respect you and promote you or whatever. 
And then once you're left with like disappointment because you've exerted yourself so much and you haven't gotten the results that you wanted, like it can leave you feeling very alone in your experience and very taken advantage of. And so how can we as hyper empathetic, sensitive, aware people, how can we moderate that? Right? That's kind of what my therapist was alluding to, that we need to find ways to, and it's not even like withholding your love per se, that's not it. It's just having boundaries and ensuring that you're not giving too much for the wrong reasons or at the extent of your own well-being. And remember too, folks, Mercury's in retrograde. And when Mercury's in retrograde, you may find yourself reflecting on relationships in your past. You may even want to like reach out to an ex or to an old friend you used to have or whatever. And just take this as a time to just reflect and see what's really coming up. You know, recently during this retrograde, I was having strong pulls and feelings to want to reconnect with an old friend um, that I was very, very close to that ended last year in a very toxic type of manner, which is really sad because I love this person a lot. And this retrograde, I really had to sit and reflect and not take action towards reaching out to that person. And that's what I recommend too. Like if you're kind of in this state of reflection, thinking about reaching out to someone or connecting in some different way, I really recommend you take the whole Mercury and retrograde to journal or contemplate or meditate before taking that action because that's when things can kind of come off wrong and be misconstrued in a way that's not in alignment with your intention. And I've been having dreams about this person this person and I, friends since childhood, we would communicate in our dreams a lot. Very telepathic connection here. And it's so interesting how our dreams, our subconscious, can communicate feelings, beliefs, fears in such unique ways. And, you know, it's kind of, it's it's not funny, like the dream, but it is in a sense. So, to kind of give a very brief introduction to the dynamic of this friendship. Um, this was someone that I very much growing up was their therapist. Um, they endured a lot of toxic and tumultuous relationships, family dynamics, things like that. And from the age of, you know, 12, 13, you know, upwards into adulthood with some pockets of time in between where we weren't really in contact. But whenever we would reconnect and be friends, especially when we were younger in our adolescence and like teenage years, I was very much their therapist and I was their healer. I was their mother. I was their friend. I I was everything to them. And... I would make myself sick over their poor choices or lack of awareness. And mind you, at that time, I was going through a lot as well, being bullied at school, um, having, you know, issues with food and just relating to myself and just showing myself harm in ways that wasn't healthy. And not once did this person ever inquire as to 
like what I was going through like hey like how are you like can I help you can we talk about this and it was always about them all the time and fast forward to you know adulthood my 20s us reconnecting it it was like that but to a lesser degree this person definitely started to show more love and empathy and compassion to me and there was a big loss in my life in which that person you know really supported me it's crazy that three years ago I lost you know I lost my partner to an overdose and from 2019 to 2020 I was in this deep portal of grief and healing and this person very much was available to me at that time and I'll always be grateful for that but then it was held over my head in the years to follow when it came to times where I wasn't being their therapist anymore and I was setting boundaries and I was saying no more like you keep taking and taking and taking without depositing anything else back into my bank you know and that's not okay and so what I'm getting at and sharing this with you is that you know, when Mercury in retrograde comes around and sometimes these old relationships can come up, we can see them through rose-tinted glasses. It's easy to remember the good times. It's easy to remember the love and connection that you shared with that person. And for the past month or so, I've been having these dreams. And at first they were very loving and we were our subconsciouses. <laughs> We're like meeting up in dreams and like talking about our friend breakup and like sharing what was on our hearts. And it was like really nice conversations in my dreams. But then last night, going back to the dream, we are at a house and we're like leaving to go somewhere. And this person's like, all right, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Okay, we get in the car and, and they're driving down the driveway. And in a panic, I'm like, actually, like, wait, like, can we just turn around? Because I'm gonna, I'm actually going to go to the bathroom, too, before we go, because I really got to go. And they just look at me with, like, this face of disdain. And basically, they're like, no, like, we're not going back for you. Like, that's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> and in the dream, I felt myself get so frustrated and so angry. And I looked at them. I was like, why is everything about you? okay all the time but the minute it's not and it's something that I need for myself it's not okay and that just felt really deep and although I've done a lot of healing with this relationship um, it kind of took the rose-tinted glasses that I've been having on the last few weeks about this friendship that I, I was kind of snapped back into reality and I was like, things haven't changed. They are what they are. I made the choices I made for a reason to protect myself. And it was almost like waking up today, I felt that loss all over again. You know, really missing that person, really missing what we shared. But I know since I took the time to reflect and let my subconscious do its thing and work through the feelings that I had that... I did make the right choice and now is not the time to reconnect with this person because again it just goes back to this idea that I don't want any close intimate relationships where I'm giving 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 and that person is taking 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 I might be loving I might be supportive I can be a great listener but that doesn't mean that my time and energy are free and I don't mean like 
I mean, if you want to cash at me for being your therapist, that's fine. I'm down for that. But what I mean is like, it's an energetic deposit and withdrawal. So if I'm constantly giving you my energy, my love, and my care, and you're not giving any sort of type in return, at one point, I'm going to be completely empty. And what will take over will be bitterness and resentment. And that's not okay either. So in losing certain people in my life who couldn't match my level of care... It's also taught me, too, that, and especially after today with my therapist, that perhaps my intensity of love and care is something that I need to moderate, that I need to kind of reevaluate and check in with myself. And instead of always walking through the door, perhaps I can remain on the other side with the door open and allow someone else to walk through, in some regard at least, right? Like, It's important to take action in your relationships and in your life. But if you're the one constantly taking that action, I invite you to just kind of leave the door open and not a way to manipulate or test people. But it's almost like an energy. I've always said this, that if you are pushing and pushing and pushing and clinging and clinging and clinging, energetically, that's going to push any person away because they're going to feel that intensity to such a degree that it is going to be overwhelming for them. And I know I've felt that like when I've had, you know, flings or friends or relationships where those people were like clinging, clinging, clinging. I'm like, bitch, like back the fuck up. Like you are smothering me. Like, how can I miss you and grow to think of you and want to connect with you if you're constantly like blowing me the fuck up? And so it's a fine line, right? It's a fine line between emotional availability or over availability and emotional unavailability. You know, and that's a fine line that I, or a spectrum that I float between two, you know. I don't know, folks. I'm just, I'm feeling, I'm feeling my feels today. I'm feeling a little sad. I'm feeling a little lonely. But I know that I'm not alone in these feelings, right? Because we're humans. And there is such an enormous spectrum of emotions that we will constantly move through in our lifetime, And sometimes it's just an invitation to be sad and to cry or to be mad and to just have a shit day. Like, it's okay to have a shit day. You know, it's okay to feel sorry for yourself, to feel misunderstood, to feel like no one understands you, to feel like you're constantly giving so much and getting nothing in return. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I do kind of think in black and white thinking, it's like, everyone hates me. No one understands me. I'm all alone. And (laughs) like, yes, those feelings are valid, right? Like, it is valid for me to feel that way. But is it the truth? I mean, what is the truth? But you know what I'm saying? Like, what is the physical evidence in my life? The physical evidence is that I have people in my life who love me who see me for who I am, and who care about me. I am not fully alone. I am not completely misunderstood. However, will anyone ever know my exact experience when it comes to life? No. So will I always maybe struggle with this feeling? Yes. And that's okay because, and I posted about self-love tips on Instagram today at just the last avatar. At the end of the day, boo, you got you, you know, and I think what's important is if you struggle with feeling alone or misunderstood is you are there for yourself. You are experiencing the experience with yourself. 
and reaffirming yourself, whether it's positive affirmations or getting yourself outside for some exercise or writing in your journal what you're grateful for. Like being present with yourself is a reminder of just how not alone you are. And if you're spiritual, think of your spirit guides, your spirit team, your angels, your ancestors, God, goddess, whatever resonates with you. You are not alone energetically, truly. And if you can resonate with this episode and what I shared with you all today, then I'm really grateful that I decided to kind of open up about some of the things I've been experiencing. It's just September's a heavy month for me. It's the anniversary of my partner's passing. It's the anniversary of a loss of another very dear relationship to my heart. Um, It's just... It's a lot. It's crazy how September is the beginning of fall and it truly brings up so much for me that it just makes so much sense as we go into the darker seasons to do that shadow work and to go within and to spend time with our fears, to reevaluate them, maybe move through them. You know, I'm I'm scared for the winter. I'm scared to drive on the snowy streets, but I'm ready for the cold. I'm ready to go within. I'm ready to shed some layers and I'm ready to take my weekly fucking baths again. Like, I don't know about you, but like this summer was ungodly hot if you're in New England and Massachusetts specifically. I'm just ready to be cozy. So yeah, I think that's all I have. I'm tired. (laughs) It's been a fucking month. It's been a mercury and fucking retrograde. That's for damn sure. And I'm so ready for October 1st. That is when mercury goes direct Obviously, we'll be in the shadow period for at least a week or two, but just take that as a time to reflect on the Mercury retrograde, what came up for you, what you moved through, and any type of integration work you can do for like the week or two following once it goes direct. So feel free to connect with me on TikTok at Jess the Autistic Witch. Connect with me on Instagram at Jess the Last Avatar. And if you want me to chat about anything specific, if there's a topic you want me to cover or go go more in depth, feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram. Um, my DMs are always open. Feel free to connect with me there. Sending you all the love in the world. We'll talk soon.